0: It's really nice to get invited to a special event, isn't it? It's nice to get that invitation. You are invited. You have been thought of as someone who should come to this event. Or it's also nice to host a special event. It's fun, well, maybe a little bit stressful, but it's fun to have a lot of people come for this special event, like a wedding that we just recently went to um, or the like. Something. There's just something really... Um, special about that, about a gathering for a special purpose. Now, for these gatherings, these special events, there's usually something important that is requested of the person who receives the invitation. Does anybody know what I'm thinking? You're supposed to do something. RSVP. Yes, RSVP. Now, there are two kinds of people in this world. Those who RSVP and those who don't, yes, and you know who you are, don't raise your hands. It's okay. People are always asked to RSVP, and there are some reasons for this. It's because it helps people plan, right? So if you, especially if you're the one holding the event, you're trying to figure out how much seating, how much food, and all of this stuff, right? And so you want people to say either, yes, I'm going to be there. Or, no, I'm not going to be there. So they know for sure I need to have food and seating and everything for X amount of people. Now, the problem is people don't um, go by this rule sometimes. And so like at um, my little sister-in-law's wedding, uh, the the weekend of, uh, a couple days before the wedding, the groom said, oh, I just heard from about 40 other people who did not RSVP that they're coming. They said, we're coming. We just did an RSVP. Well, praise the Lord you're coming. I just really wish you would have just gone online and just clicked the little box that says yes. <laughs> so I would have known. But everything was okay because you, you, know, you usually sometimes over budget for these things because you know someone or 40 people or more are not going to RSVP. But also, RSVP, it helps you a little bit, doesn't it? Because if you're supposed to respond, not only for them, but if you say, yes, I'm coming, then that kind of means that you need to go. It gives you a little bit of commitment, a little bit of urging. You know, now I've said I'm going to go, so I guess I'll go. Or, no, I'm not. But a lot of times, we are not sure, and so we just kind of ride it out, and we say, well, maybe maybe I'll just RSVP later. You know, I'll just wait. And then we wait, and then we look on the on the invitation, and we've forgotten for like a few months, and we say, "Oh, the time passed. I kind of want to go well." I'll probably just still be able to go. I mean, come on. You know, they'll have enough room for one more, right? You know, it's not going to matter if I just go with that RSVP. But, you know, what if everybody did that? That would be a problem. Now, RSVPing is a very important thing. And it's in incidentally, I didn't know what RSVP actually stood for. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. I said, "Man, I <laughs> Don't even know what this what this stands for. And, you know, it just so happens that the French have a corner on this, too. The French seem to have a hand in everything. It, it's répondez, s'il vous plaît. Respond, please, or respond if it pleases. So, yes, you're supposed to respond. Now, we may slip up on this whole RSVP thing with events that, we, that uh, we're that we invited to in this um in this world, but there's a special event coming that requires an RSVP. And now the thing is, is that it requires it so much that if you forget or you just don't do it, you're, you ain't getting in, right? Excuse me, my, uh, my slang there. And you should not uh, procrastinate because if you do procrastinate, you're going to miss out on the best party that you could have ever been at. The best party. This will be the biggest party ever, and Jesus hints at it in one of his darkest hours. Our brother Bill read this for us. Matthew 26, 29 says, I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. This was at the very end of the Lord's Supper. This is when Jesus was just starting to feel that crushing weight as he went to the dark path, on the dark path to the cross, and he wanted to give a promise. I, it may be dark, but there will be a day when we will have a big party, fellas. We're gonna have a big party, and I want you to be there. I want you to be there. Jesus hints at the event that that will be at the very end of the age when he will drink the wine with us anew. And he says, I'm, I am looking forward to this thing so much that I promise you, I promise each one of you that I am not going to drink it again. I'm going to fast from this fruit of the vine until you get here. Because I want to remember. I want to, I want to be excited for that day when you can drink it with me in my Father's kingdom. And in Revelation 19, verses 6 through 9, is the fulfillment of this great promise. I want you to look at it. Feast your eyes upon Revelation 19, verses 6 through 9. Verses 6 through 9, John is writing, and I can't imagine how startling getting all of these visions must have been for for John. Verses six through nine, he says, and I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude as the sound of many waters and as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, Write, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These things are true. These are the true sayings of God. This, my friends, is the scene of celebration that follows God's triumph over evil in the end. It's the long-awaited supper that Jesus foretold in that dark hour of his suffering and death. It's the reuniting of Jesus with his followers after the tribulation has passed, which means they will never be separated again. And you know, the way the Bible speaks of this tribulation, it's not going to be a cakewalk. It's not going to be easy. But the fact is, is that God will be with us through it, and He gives us this promise, this hope, this shining light at the end of the tunnel, knowing so that we can know there will be a time, no matter how dark it may get for you, friends, because sometimes it gets dark, even here, before that great tribulation. It gets dark, it gets frustrating, it gets saddening. There's sorrow in this world, but there's always a light at the end of the tunnel, a light of that great reunion that will happen, where we will never have to part again. It's a time when we will be with Jesus, and it's so special, this uniting. And the, the, the everlasting nature of it is so special, it's so uh, powerful, that it's likened to a marriage. It's the marriage supper of the Lamb. That's how special we are to God. Those whom God redeems are his beloved, and he has worked things out to where this group of rebels, our rebel planet, not deserving of anything good or loving, not deserving of anything happy because of our rebellion, he is going to make it to where we are going to be closer to him than any other being that he has ever created. He is likening the union between we and, and he as, as a marriage. He's marrying us, friends. Now, guys, just, just chill out, all right? I know it's kind of, I know it's kind of weird. When, when you're thought of as part of the bride, it's okay. Um, this is a good thing. This is a good thing. We will be his beloved. We will be the jewels in his crown something so amazing that we can't even really fathom it. And just imagine this, uh, not only is, do we have that, but we have something so special that God has actually taken humanity into his very being. And so in the Godhead, we have someone who's not only God, but who is a man, who is every bit of flesh as you and I are, God has united Himself with us forever by ties that cannot be broken, and it will be consummated there on that great day. Yes, and Sister White, she has seen so many wonderful things. Ellen White, our prophetess, she experienced this great thing in vision, this great event, and she says, "I'll just share a little snippet with you about this." She says, "Soon we heard." His lovely voice, Jesus' lovely voice, saying, Come, my people. You have come out of great tribulation and done my will. Suffer for me. Come in to supper, for I will gird myself and serve you. We shouted, "Hallelujah, Glory! And entered the city. And I saw a, pure, a table of pure silver. It was many miles in length, yet our eyes could extend over it. I don't know how that's possible, but, but I love it. I saw the fruit of the tree of life, the manna, almonds, figs, pomegranates, grapes, the fruit of the vine, and many other kinds of fruit. I asked Jesus to let me eat of the fruit, and he said, not now. Those who eat of the fruit of this land go back to earth no more. But in a little while, if faithful, you shall both eat of the fruit of the tree of life and drink the water of the fountain. And he said, you must go back to the earth again and relate to others what I have related to you. Then an angel bore me gently into this dark world. Sometimes I think I can stay here no longer. All things of earth look so dreary. I feel very lonely here, for I have seen a better land. Oh, that I had wings like a dove. Then I would fly away and be at rest. Yes, a beautiful picture. A beautiful picture of a great party that's going to happen. She couldn't take part in it then, but we will all have the chance to take part in it on that great day. And not only is it a great party, but Jesus is going to do something so special. You see, we serve such a great God that he's not going to say, All right, angels, Gabriel, serve my people. Jesus himself is going to gird himself like that great Passover meal, and he's going to serve us. He's going to serve us, our God, our Savior. He doesn't have to do that. He doesn't need to do that. We don't deserve that. But just because of the love he has in his heart, he will do it. So we can take part in that promised celebration if we are faithful to him here. Summer's parents have a picture in their home. And I always notice it when I visit, and it's really the the words on the on the of the poem on the picture that really catch my attention. It's called the invitation. And it goes like this You are invited to come dine with me from now through all eternity. Believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and dine with Jesus as your host, to live in heaven eternally all you have to do is RSVP live your life as an RSVP to Jesus because it is incredibly important for you to be there that you do this see it's his RSVP isn't you just signing something and sending it back in the mail we don't have angelic express to get letters up there we you know god doesn't have a a website where you can go and click and say, yes, I'm going to come and then kick back. You see, this RSVP is something that must happen every day. Every day, you have to say, yes, Jesus, I am going to be there. I will be there because of you. I am giving myself to you so that I will be able to be with you forever in paradise. This is my RSVP, Jesus, my very life. And so I encourage you, as you think about this great celebration, to live your life as an RSVP to Jesus. Every day, tell him, I'm going to be there. Yes, sir, I will. I will be there with you. And of course, we have a special occasion today. We are doing our communion today, as you can see by the table set up. And this is even... Uh, an even more special time to say, "Jesus, I will be there because this is the reminder of his great sacrifice for us and what he 's doing for us now, and in a moment you'll be dismissed to go wash each other's feet, and I encourage you as you do that, to lay everything down at jesus' feet whatever whatever baggage you have, whatever um, problems there are say jesus i 'm putting it to rest i 'm putting it to rest." And I'm going to come back and I'm going to joyfully accept this down payment of this great feast that we are going to have together. Please remember, live your life as an RSVP to Jesus. And before I pray, I want to give you the directions. And it's so funny, every time I get up here to give the directions, I always have it flip-flopped and messed up where the ladies are going to be and where the men are going to be. Teresa, tell me. Tell me, my friend, men on the right and the ladies on the left. Okay, I'm gonna remember that next time. Yes, and first door right across there, right? So families, just go right across there, okay? And then guys on the right at the end of the hall, ladies on the left. Go and serve the Lord Jesus and live your life as an R.S.V.P. to Him. Shall I pray and I'll and I'll dismiss you? Oh, Father. Thank you for the great gift you have given in Jesus. And my appeal to us all today, Lord, is that we will live an RSVP to you, that we will respond every day. And so I ask that as everyone goes, that you will speak to our hearts and say, brother, sister, lay this down. Lay this down right here and now. Don't carry it any longer and, and respond to me. And so I give that to each one of us, saying, let us respond to Jesus. And we know that you will accept us, Lord. Thank you for being gracious. In Jesus' name, amen.